I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole? Hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 255 with Seba. It shall be going with the flow. Once again, a most synchronistic conversation. No accidents here. Welcome and well met, Seba. Mm, thank you. Thank you very much. How's it going? Uh, ciao. I don't know if that's just goodbye in Italian. Um, but before, uh, so before we get started, something we do on this podcast is, because um, I'm like, I just realized, like you had said, you had added me on Facebook a few days ago. So mm -hmm. uh, I feel like um, we're going to get to know you in a second. So, um, but something we do on the episodes is to reduce the number, which is in this case is 255 down um, to a major arcana card. Two plus five plus five is 12, which reduces to three, which in this case would be the Empress card. I mm -hmm. fully embrace life's rich fecundity. Life, uh, the Empress card is about everything is possible allowing the abundance into your life, tapping into the creative flow of the universe, starting something nurturing. Raphael, what card do you have? For Seba, we have got the Angel of Restitution, number 69. This angel helps you find missing objects and show you who stole or hid them. Influences in achieving fame, fortune and success in economics, politics and justice. The affirmation goes... I enjoy the deep and quiet inner contentment that comes with attaining my goals. There we go. Wow, that's pretty good. Mm, I don't hear oh. you, Jim. Yeah, Jim. Oh, my you're bad. Gesticulating, but we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is it beeping at me or whatever it did clicking? Um, Sebastian or Seb Seba, um, I'm wondering <laughs> between the Empress card and that Angel card, uh, hashtag 69 um what resonated if anything any synchronicities well it resonates uh, it resonates pretty much uh, the emperor cards you know i i'm dedicating my life to, to the study of this uh like uh, inner alchemy from vajrayana buddhism and uh, um they are very well guarded uh, by dakinis so um, um it really resonates uh, uh, in that way uh, for me that so, is what's up. Um, then, then about about the other cards, uh, um, yeah, I think so too. But uh, you know, it was uh, so fast. Uh, you should have to repeat it again to, to kind of uh, link it, link it to something concrete. Uh, but the, I mean, yeah, very auspicious. I don't know. I mean, the, these cards are for me, or these cards are for the work that I'm doing. Oh, uh, it's for the episode. So, I mean, it's kind of like this is the energy that, I mean, it's in a sense, we're on a boat, we're going down the river, and when we look on the shore, there you are, and this is the marker of the number of that energy or whatever. So it's not mm -hmm. so much like, oh, we pulled a card for you. It's more like, oh, this is the 255th episode, produces this, and then Raphael's been going in a sequential 
Uh, yeah, then probably, then like, probably, then this topic will pop around in our conversation. For sure. I mean, even you saying Dakini, uh, there's there's going to be a whole lot of terminology. So if uh, I need to repeat myself or speak slowly, let me know. Um, I know that I'm a native English speaker, but that isn't the case for everybody. So um, let's just pull back. I'm not exactly sure how you stumbled upon a Raphael. I see that you guys have similar interior design techniques. Uh, so I'm curious, like because this, like, is, this uh, is the this is the only things this is the only things that is mine actually because I'm guest uh, because I don't have apartment anymore. I left my house, I left everything. I just have like three backpacks and a little and a little car, and I'm very happy about this. And I don't have any plan to to get an apartment in the future. Shit, that's a good move. Okay, so we'll definitely be talking about that. I'm just kind of curious, Raphael, uh, how you guys stumbled upon each other, or <laughs> like how how have we found ourselves here and then we can go from there yeah i wonder if i even know seba you want to try yeah i think i mean we met because i uh, rafi lives in vienna and i was uh, I, I i also lived in vienna for many years and we get to know in the tribe in vienna you know we we spend a few good times together we were also getting many times uh, deep with our talk uh, and it, it's been, I think, a year that the Drafi wanted to invite me for having a talk in this platform. So I'm happy to be here. The, the talk with Drafi, we, we, we finally got you. Yeah. <laughs> it took a year. Have you been traveling for a whole year, like kind of in the, in the car with the bags? N no, 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 no. Now, now it's like uh, uh, not the whole year. I've been like in Italy with because I had like uh, some fuck ups with my family. Then they got resolved, and so I've been like a six months in Italy, mm -hmm. and and now I've been traveling since uh, since like early summer. So now it's almost six months. Yeah, almost right exactly. on. Raphael, do you recall any of these shenanigan meetups? Or, I mean, he lives such a Andy Warholian life, he might not remember you. But uh, <laughs> do, you, do you remember any? Well, I remember who I'm inviting on the show, so that's not the problem. Um, good, I good. mean, specific instances, one I remember like a year ago, it's just always, you know, these reality, you know, shifts. <laughs> what can I tell you? I mean, every day the, feels like a one, fucking lifetime. The I one <laughs> thing I, I particularly remember is just we were hanging out with some friends. And then I was like thinking to myself, oh, there are some people like technically, and this is not to denigrate anyone I know, if anyone listens, listens to this, please. <laughs> but uh, and this was a particular case and probably those <laughs> I'm talking about wouldn't be listening in any ways now. But anyhow, I was just like, yeah, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh, these people, I know them technically for so much longer. But then at, at the, where we were talking, I ended up only talking, I guess, with you and Gregor or whatever, which, you know, yeah, can true. easily happen with me, you know, but that's like the one thing I really have in my mind where I was like, oh, who do I want to talk with now? You know, <laughs> we're sitting at their side, you know, um, I don't even know about any specifics anymore. All I do know for sure is that that when the whole, you know, hell broke loose and, um, I basically also knew that if I'm sitting with them, I won't have to argue about any bullshit going on, you know, because we're on the same wavelength. So that's the particular instance I have in my mm -hmm. mind. <laughs> Vibe attracts tribe for sure. Um, all right. So I guess uh, Sebastian, or I'll call you Seba. I keep trying to call Sebastian is also very nice. Okay, Sebastian. Uh, I do not say it as beautifully as a European. Um, and what comes to mind immediately is the Little Mermaid. So I'm trying to like just get it in my head. Um, I guess Sebastian. No, was Sebastian in Neverending Story? That was just Bastion, I think. So he took he did the opposite. Bastion, he did Seba, and yeah, he did Bastion. Bastion. Yeah. So um, 
All right, and, and really quickly, I haven't looked at your chart, but um, he is born on December 17th, so birthday's coming up soon, and I'm June 17th, so we are exactly on the opposite side of the Zodiac. I'm a Gemini, he's a Sag, exactly opposite, um, opposing. So I'm kind of curious, Sebastian, um, and you could be as long-winded or as quick as you want to be. It's up to you. Um, just kind of mm -hmm. get us in a, a mind space about like the culture you kind of grew up in, what were some of your beliefs? I grew up like so quickly. I grew up in a Christian culture. So my parents were not so Christian, but we're like more like, like a social Christian, you know, in Italy. Um, but I was very interested into, since I'm a kid, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't realize how, how you can like, how you can die or things like this. And so I was addressed uh, in that way. And I was really kind of believing also when I was a kid. And then, uh, and then I got very angry when I was like around 10 about the whole system, whole hypocrisy in the church and things like this. And then I had this very like a dark year when I was a teenager in which I didn't abandon my spirituality, but I was like, uh, I was, my spirituality was more like, uh, I'm against God. So it's not that God doesn't exist. So this is bullshit, you know? And I became very nihilist when I was like a teenager, you know, very dark and nihilist. I was playing like in punk band, dark punk band. And um, yeah, this was like, it, I think like by thinking later, it was like an initiatory uh, a phase in which also I had like my first experiences with psychedelics. I was very young. I was 15. And, um, yeah, and then all, but all hell break loose. And then I, I become worse and worse and worse. Uh, uh, until then at one point, uh, I decided to quit with this life. And I uh, walked Il Camino di Santiago in 2009. And then I had an awakening. I have a profound awakening. Uh, and since then, I started, like, uh, practicing yoga. I was doing, like, this breathing exercise and this physical yoga. Then year after, I had like uh, my Kundalini awakening, and it was very painful, and so also physically, and so I had to keep on practicing to solve this Kundalini problem that I had. Uh, in 2013, uh, in a dream, my first uh, Vajrayana teacher came to me in a dream, and two days later, I met him for the first time in my life, and since then, I got initiated into the mysteries of Vajrayana Buddhism. And I find back myself home, and it, and since then it was some kind of like remembering uh, all these practices, and yeah, and here I am now in 2021, uh, being a little bit of a rogue about it, and and trying to trying to like to to, to spread the beauty and the power of these teachings uh, um, and share it to everyone, Buddhist and non-Buddhist. That's and what's up. So, yeah, you gave a really good drive-by shooting there. Um, I'm going to kind of pull back and just go through the particular parts. So you, you grew up in Milan, like proper? I mean, that's where uh, you were born. South of Milan, south of Milan. South of Milan okay. in like in a, this little country, country like in the, the hinterland of Milan, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's this real very sad place on a plane. But I was spending my, I was spending like, if I have to connect to for a birthplace that I like, uh, I would connect because I was spending like three months per year in the mountain, the mountain near Switzerland, the border from like Switzerland. No, no, no. Like if you go straight up, you know, from the lake and then you arrive into the Bernina group. Nice. So the Bernina group is the second highest mountain and of, uh, of, of, of the Alps. 
and it's very beautiful. And I'm very much connected spiritually to these places. And many times I often go by myself, you know, like near the glacier at 3,000 meters above sea level. And I stay alone for like a couple of weeks to practice there up in the mountain with tent. So that's my uh, heart place in Italy, if I'm connected. The place where I was born is like it's it's uh, a lot of sadness and, and really like places that I had to get out of it to really find my wings. It's funny. Uh, the reason I mentioned Aosta um, is I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. I was in right off Lake Geneva in Switzerland um, near Montreux for a year, basically. Mm-hmm. And I took a bus in 2017. I actually stayed longer. Uh, I guess Schengen agreements are like three months. You got to get out kind of thing as an American. Um, but I was there for like, like illegally, like a lot longer. So I decided <laughs> at some point to take the bus over to, I wanted to be like, I went to Rome for two weeks and Florence for a week and Venice for a week or a few days or whatever. Um, and uh i took a nap i passed out on the bus in geneva it's like whatever five in the morning three in the morning uh two men from africa who are like from senegal or something were getting detained in, at the border because they didn't they were like illegal immigrants or something so i was like holy shit and i wake up and i open my eyes because i'm like an illegal immigrant at this point well you had, you had no visa then you had no visa no correct yes i had no <laughs> visa so i was just like i hope they don't ask for anything like i'm gonna i have a passport i'm not fucking around i wake up and there's like all these italian dudes wearing lederhosen with m16s and like yeah, yeah, little yeah. like like carabinieri yeah exactly and I was just like, they... oh, shit. well they're uh, very elegant you know <laughs> oh very handsome, very dapper but they all got on and i was like oh my god like i was more nervous i was like hey if i get deported all my shits in switzerland what's going to happen it all panned out it all went well but um my point saying it is we hiked over the alps uh like little heidi or whatever and came through aosta and then i hit i mean i stopped in milan and got drunk at some point on the way to rome so i'm pretty sure i know the valley you're talking about i mean it was just like okay we came out of the mountains and it's like pretty much a plane and <laughs> then you're in milan and stuff so it's, it i wouldn't say it's like the most depressing place in the world but i could see why you would prefer to probably be at three thousand feet up in the uh the hinterland or whatever uh, yeah i don't know it's like i never really like places where there are a lot of people you know because i think like uh people are kind of like projecting their mental field around and in the space mm. around them and depends how much uh in your conceptual mind you can hold uh, and you can have your representation of space uh, and then you, you you kind of fill it up with your mind you know and in places where there are a lot of people i feel that it's very sticky <laughs> Like, yeah. For example, many say, "Oh, your yoga, like the, uh, all the things you like India, like this." No, I hate India. You know, so many people, so many, like ah. Oh. So I like places there are more space, places that are less people, like uh, that I can expand. It's easier for me. It's easier for me to expand into into the reality of space. And um, so, for example, I just been in Sweden. It was very nice. Also, there are very little space people. Isolated. So, yeah, yeah, a yeah. Chilly. <laughs> uh, very chilly. And in Sweden, in Sweden, like it's like it looks like uh, t- two years ago in Europe, everywhere. You know, you mm. don't really feel this 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 war that is going on. You know, they've been always been natural, and you can feel it even now. Interesting. So, um, I'm not gonna. We don't have to talk about your childhood much, but I'm kind of curious. Um, when you said you were kind of indoctrinated in Christianity, were you? Um, was it a traditional kind of Catholic thing? The yeah, thing, I, mean, I, I wasn't really indoctrinated because, uh, like, my sister, like, uh, there was not. It was my wish. It was really my wish uh, to do it. I remember, for example, I was like, a, I really enjoyed like to do like a rosary and mm-hmm. like saints, you know, because probably this would remember of of the variety of archetypical pantheon that we have in tantric, 
and the using of the malas and mantras right. and spells. So I was going uh, a lot into this, but I was getting, when I was in a kid and I was also serving in the church, my things, uh, many times uh, I was getting into these trances in which I would, uh, I would just stop and be unable to move. And I was aware, it was some kind of rapture, but I was aware of what's going on and all the other kids were joking on me. You know, it's like, you know, and, and me, I was in this state is like, whoa, what's going on here? I cannot even move. But I could, wa- I was awake, so I could watch myself and I wanted to move, but I couldn't. Hmm. So, and, and it was, it was not nice back then that I, w- I was having these things while reciting this prayer and something like this. And nobody could really follow me and explain me why. Um, but after that, I realized that there were, there were like, like meditative states that they were just like popping out, uh, by doing some litanies on repetitive practices. You know? They were just like channeling my energy in the right way. Right. So you just thought the object of your attention maybe wasn't, I mean, it's like a training wheels in the sense that you're not, it doesn't sound like you're bitter against Christianity, but it seems like you're like the mala beads and the, you know, the, um, saints, but I guess that would be. I don't really know. I mean, bodhisattvas kind of are in uh, Buddhism. I don't know what a saint would be called, like a monk or something. But um, so you just felt like it was a similar terrain, and you just jump kind of tracks. I think. Like I, I think. I think it, w- it will remember. I think it it will remember because it's not the first time. I'm pretty sure it's not the first time that I'm doing this kind of stuff. That I'm doing this mm-hmm. lifetime, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have really nothing. I mean, back then I had a lot against Christianity. At the moment, I have not. You know, I've been taught, uh, that I've been like shared. I don't like teaching. I've been shared like the, the, uh, this, this profound in alchemist to any type of people, you know, and also Gnostic Christian, Gnostic priests, you know, that they contact me in private because it's very hard to get these things from the like uh, officials and religious and corrupt uh, sectarian uh, channels, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so really have, you had like, a, it wasn't like an epileptic procedure, but you had kind of like a, a, a state of rapture. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Like you yeah, said. I, could, I couldn't uh, move. Yeah. I couldn't and move. So like was my that body the beginning was, of my a body new was... trajectory? Or, well, like, what did that cause you to be like, what the fuck's going on? These guys don't have the answers. I'll figure something else out. Yeah, this happened later, you know, because when you're a kid, you don't have so much self-awareness for, for understanding for what's going on, you know. And and then when self-awareness started to kick in with my puberty, uh, because my uh, our tigle, you know, the hormones start to come. And and in, in, tantric, <laughs> in, tantric, in tantric medicine, in tantric medicine, in near alchemy, our own self-awareness is very much related to our sexual feeling and our sexual maturity. So uh, so when these things start to kick in uh, in my blood, uh, then uh, what the fuck is going on here? You know? um, and then I, I, I really start to have some kind of like, like, like a rage against it, you know? I was, yeah. So was then good. you have a period of nihilism and all this kind of punk rock stuff. Um, what, what instrument do you play? So the period of nihilism was the fact that we also started to take psychedelics, but we were nihilist. So normally now the people are taking psychedelics and they, and they want healing and all these kind of things. That is amazing. They're amazing tool. I also, uh, on this view, yes. no, I, I'm yeah. proponent for this, but yeah. uh, back then we were taking these things and we were forcing bad trips into each other. How? 
You're just scaring each other? I, I, I don't remember. One time they was there, you know, I was just looking. Uh, we were like the first time that I was taking these things. We were on the wood in, in near a river. Okay. And then at one point, uh, I, I had these things that there were like uh, entities coming, you know. And then I understood that it was an hallucination. And I say, oh, this is just an illusion, hallucination. I just like play and fuck up with my friends. And I was going to them. It's like, oh my God, they're coming to get us. They're coming to get us. And like these seven people, then they start to get incredible paranoia. And people then start to get kind of seizure and things like that. So really bad shit, you know, bad, dark shit. But the point it was this, the point that our, our kind of like view is that uh, reality is a lie. Reality is a lie, and the unique, the unique truth uh, is, is a dark void. And in the dark void, my soul can find freedom, and reality itself uh, is like a prison when, like, like when all the structure of religion, God, and society oppresses. So this punk rock rebellion, it was elevated into a mystical, uh, mystical practice. And this was me and a good friend of mine back then, um, because he was also very much aligned somehow. So we were kind of like channeling this view of reality. And back then, it's very similar to the view that we have on Buddhism, because in view of Buddhism, we also think that reality lies and doesn't exist as an illusion. Uh, but it's not this uh, dark void that eats everything and creates despair, but it's where you find the pure bliss and the pure love that it go beyond any any conceptualization. I don't know, maybe if, if I can explain very quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done a little research on, um, we've had um, Tashi Manix. He's a um, Tibetan Buddhist calligrapher. Um, he's in the Vajrana School of Thought. Um, I'll send you that link to that episode at some point. You might appreciate it. So I understand mm -hmm. the kind of precepts, um, but I'm just still trying to get my head around like who you are as a person. So, yeah, sure. um, so you had a bad drug trip it sounds like rather rebellious kind of drug trip um and, but what was the thing that caused your nihilism to break yeah my state of mind because uh, these things it destroy your soul it eats up your soul you know uh you know the drugs abuse and, and like uh, at the beginning it was rage and then but then you see rage it's your essence it's your tigle if you're not able to use it correctly and then slowly your body starts to decay and you start to experience the tigre becomes very impure and then you start to experience like very much negative emotion and then it starts to become very intense sadness. And, and at one point, I arrived at one point, uh, like, uh, like they, they, they arrested them. The, they are, I had my band and my band was the unique things that I had because we were touring Italy. Then they arrested the singer and then suddenly I had also not the band. And then I realized what the fuck I'm going on this People are not really my friend, you know. It's I an really, illusion. I, yeah, I, I really, I, had a dropped. <laughs> I really, I really felt that like I'm gonna die. Like when you that my life arrived into, you know, when you're driving. Oh shit! This road, I have to come back. I had this feeling, and then a friend of mine in film school because I was doing film school back then. Uh, a friend of mine said, "Yeah, I'm walking." You know, and then I always enjoyed walking in the mountains since I'm a kid because my father is an alpinist. And uh, so I decided to go, you know, and to get away from uh, from all the drugs and, and all these kind of people. Um, and it was amazing. It was amazing because I could 
feel certain things that were with me that I kind of lost it when I when I when I start all this like very dark dark path that I had in my teenage age. So it was amazing. I started I like uh, I met people. They were teaching me my first breathing exercises. And there on this pilgrimage, I did also the first time I did like uh, the sun salutation. I did the sun salutation and I was like, what the fuck is going on with me? It was like, it's like, it, it's like, like remembering something. And since then, it was like crazy. I, I couldn't stop, you know, even if I say, oh, I'm not doing yoga anymore. I can't, you know, it's like, it's just coming out of my system. <laughs> well, you do have a moon uh, conjunct Mars in Aries. so action uh you're gonna i mean it's not surprising you're very impulsive and like kind of like i gotta do this for me and i don't really care what other people do like you're finding your own truth for sure you're on this journey of like truth it's not gonna look the same um you're gonna probably be more of a uh, how would i even put it a rebel i guess a solo rebel um so when you said you did that pilgrimage was that uh the one in spain or, in, or was that something in Italy? In Spain, in Spain, mm-hmm. in Spain. I started in San Giampia de Port, and then I walked to Finisterra. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on the ocean. Uh, it taught me the a guy, lot. Um, who wrote The Alchemist? I'm forgetting his name. Paolo Coelho. Yeah, he wrote a book about uh, that mm-hmm. uh, that pilgrimage. I forget what it's about. I, I Everyone knows The Alchemist, but this one is more like summoning a higher angel. And yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Super. I mean, this place, this place is a power place. There are power places on the earth uh, that probably there is a, something related to the place itself. Maybe it's some kind of ley line, some kind of energetic channel of Mother Earth. And also, like, there are mystics walking the path. And, and when, um, when a person of power walks a certain place and leaves certain traces, uh, then other practitioners can link into this energy to going on you know i found this i found this also in the cave where i practice in nepal uh, the yogi caves where where it's it's a certain certain type of things it's easier to do it in certain places um so i think uh, it, it, we can talk like an hour about the Camino santiago it's like uh, i do it talk a little i'm i'm curious i mean you don't you can tell us like some stories if you want or any freaky things happen like whatever you want to say oh well i remember it's something i want to do at some point for the record well i think there are people who are just going there and they're just walking and then and then it's also it's all how you do it i remember like there were like these people who were like most of the people were waking up at the at six o'clock uh, and then they were walking there like 30 kilometers 35 kilometers because they have only this limited time and they have to return to their jobs and then what they do all the time that then they just sit in the albergue uh, smoking their cigarette and complaining how pain how much pain they have in their feet and me and the, and the brothers that i met on the camino we were looking at these people and we say ha ah, look you see these are how these people live their life you know, and we were doing differently. We were like very chilly. We were, we didn't have, we don't know how, how we just did like 20 kilometers per day. And the beauty of the things that it start to, for the first time, I, I start to like really connect with the flow of the synchronicity, you know, with the flow of alignment in which, uh, in which reality start to become symbolic. Uh, you, you start to receive messages by various things. Uh, and this message is not just your crazy shit, because then also other things happens during the way, you know. So that was the that was the, um, that was was the awakening on the community Santiago. 
I can appreciate that you uh, took it a little slower. I tend to walk. I mean, I just bought a car for the first time in like 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I used $800 car for my brother. It was my sister's. So it's like a third generation sibling car. It's a piece of shit. Actually, the, the real lights don't even work. I got pulled over and they're like, your lights aren't on. I'm like, uh, I'll fix that. I haven't. Um, but anyway, my point is... Um, I can appreciate just kind of walking and absorbing it. There's something like I lived in uh, Hawaii for a while um, and would walk to work in Switzerland. Usually anywhere I am, I'm like, it might take two or three hours, but it's, and even if you get in like the zone, there is a lot more that can happen. People, I mean, there's benefits, I guess, to getting on trains and planes and automobiles. I get it. I mean, it's good. I'm not against, I'm not like a Luddite against technology, but it seems like some level, um, like what you're saying, people bring their fast pace, you know, whatever i like I'm, I'm looking into um maybe doing some ayahuasca and going on a retreat for that soon because i've been thinking about that for years um and the same kind of idea is like how many people are just like hectic business people and they're like i'll go for a long weekend to the jungle and it's like i don't know how much decluttering you can do you got to kind of really yeah, like, it's like you, see, um, you see the tools that we use are just a mirror for ourselves you know mm-hmm. there is nothing inherently uh there is nothing inherently in the things you know uh, reality is a mirror and then we can use when 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 we have the right view, uh, then we can we can we go something else. You know, the, the Camino is the same for everybody. But I had a certain view about it, and then it brought me a different result. Okay, right. the view or the context in which you put something, a method like a pilgrimage, it changed the outcome. That's why it's so important. It's so important, especially also in the inner alchemy, for example. Uh, I, I take a little shortcut. I, I want. I take a, a short uh, in in the in the in the alchemy. For example, this this veggie, very uh, special magical exercise is called trukor. Okay, if the, the yogic practitioner like uh, practice it with the view that oh fuck, I'm hallucinating. This is not real. It's just a sensation in my mind. Ultimate VR. Ultimate virtual reality. I don't have. Yeah, it's really like this. You're kind of isolating yourself in the mountain, you know, for months and months without meeting anybody. Keep on thinking like this and doing these magical exercises, and then something happened. If you do these exercises, thinking, oh, like my blood pressure, like this, a lot of disease are popping out because all your karmic shit is coming out from your channels, uh, and and then people are getting broken, and then they they are getting serious disease from this these exercises. So you see the same, and this is what it's corrupting also modern yoga. I mean, maybe it's okay. It's a kind of like exotic fitness, exotic <laughs> yeah. stretching. Pilates 2.0. Exactly. But it's not the same things because maybe the exercise is the same, but it's the context, is the view in which you put it, the change. Like these yeah. people walking in Camino Santiago, you know, like what's the point? You know, that's the how they live their life, you know, rushing to work every day just to stay home and to just like complain about something and to have like a little rest at that point instead of like enjoying their view. And it's just sad for them. Eh? It's like, because I don't think they're really living, living the life in, for their potential. So uh, I guess we could start talking about inner alchemy and stuff. Um, Raphael's pretty uh, well-versed on Taoist Tantra, I guess, kind of inner mm. stuff. Um, the only, I mean, right now, even my butt is tingling. I actually have a, I don't even believe in twin flames or whatever, but it's like my fiance has activated my Kundalini. So that's always cool. So I'm just literally just sitting in a jacuzzi all the time. It feels like it's so weird, (laughs) but um, back in high school in about 2000, 2001, um, 2002, basically I started doing really like kind of, I mean, we're similar more than I think I realized, but um, 
self-initiations without really knowing like what's going on. Um, so basically I started running on the treadmill really hard and um, meditating on my Buddha third eye or whatever. After doing this for a few weeks, like manically, I actually had an astral projection. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with inner alchemy and stuff. And just having like little visions, you know, little whispers of, um, I wouldn't call it like a Chinese sage. I don't even know what ethnicity, but like little high pitch electric musings from spirit i don't even know being like it's in your spine it's in your spine so i'm kind of curious how how did you turn on to this because i think i'm practicing taoist alchemy my whole life i just don't know what to call it so it's like of course i'm a christian but um i think these are the kind of energetics that are playing subconsciously through me karmically i can't speak for Raphael on this but i'm kind of curious um how are you defining inner alchemy uh when did you start making it a pursuit of yours yeah um, what are some of the terms we can because you're talking about certain terms i mean i don't know if you want to call it talk about like a dantian and all that kind of stuff and that's more yeah, Taoist. Sure. um i don't know buddhist vajrana stuff particularly so anyway anything you want to talk about that and Raphael, obviously anytime you want to chime yeah. in feel free yeah so it's 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 still the things you know it's still it's uh, i want to keep again it, it's very good that we talk about these things of the context because this is very important you know it's like uh, um the, the, there is a there is an undeniable like uh, um undeniable like uh, let's say like energetic physiology in our in our body you know that's why we can find uh, so many parallels in so many different traditions uh, one of the beauty of the Tibetan system for me is that um, what I found out uh, that is a system that can act uh, as a base to understand any other energetic system. So, for example, if you take the Indian, if I found out that I would take the Indian system as a root, uh, it would be hard then to, to, to go into other cultures and religion to, to find out. For example, to, to merge it with the Chinese. Okay, But if I take this, the very simple Vajrayana system, and very, very logical and simple Vajrayana system, then it, it allowed me to, to, to go into any kind of tradition from, from the Gnostic, Christian Gnostic tradition to the modern uh, alien channeling stuff uh, to, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, uh, that I find out, you know. And this, this, the beauty it sounds of the like you're talking more about dynamics. It's almost like a schematic of dynamics. And then... Um, so it's almost like an engineering model, whereas it seems religion tends to anthropomorphize things and then people get caught up in the myth of that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. We can call it like in the West, they would call it like some kind of egregore, you know, every 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 type of religion have its own egregore. And uh, so that, that, but that's, that's, that's the thing that I found that the Tibetans one, the Vajrayana one, because Vajrayana is born in India and even before back with the other Buddha from the Bompo. But anyway, anyway, um, this system that I'm using, I found that is the one that is, it's more, um, it's more pragmatic. So it, 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 it's, it's, uh, if you take someone who never had like any contact with any religion and then you just ask her to, start to feel his sensations and to like uh, and to and to go into his sensation it will it, it it will respond to this this is what i wanted to say but but what i wanted my my point is that it's not so much about the experience of the channels or the chakras of the kundalini or the spirits that you get in contact with is the context in which you are putting this kind of thing you know and, and and in 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 my tradition in my tradition the highest view is that uh, the contexts are illusionary so all the practice 
what comes all back uh, that uh, like uh, phenomena are always impermanent and transient and they're not reliable okay this doesn't mean that we have to reject phenomena okay this means uh, that we are actually we can you yeah we keep going but you're not a nihilist anymore so, no 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 yeah, we yeah. don't reject phenomena we perceive a phenomena as a rainbow Okay, so yeah, you look at a rainbow, it's not like, oh, shit, a rainbow, who gives a fuck? No, everybody, oh, wow, it's a rainbow. I never saw anyone who is not mesmerized by a rainbow. It's holographic in that sense. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This is our, this, our reality is holographic, you know? And, and the highest, the highest realization of it, there are certain practices, very higher practices, the highest realization is what it's called rainbow body, okay? Our teachers are, are, are shrinking. If they apply these techniques in the moment of death, their body dissolved into the elements. Uh, the same things that Christ did, for example. The, grace, the greater one, they completely disappear, okay? Uh, but normally, uh, practitioners, start, their bodies start shrinking, 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 till this kind of level, like this. Just with a big head, you know? Like Yoda. Uh, <laughs> or something yeah definitely definitely and this is this is this is something that it was like so many people witnessed something like this even one of my teacher achieved the small one you know he was a great wizard he achieved the small one so it's something that you can touch uh, and get in contact with this when you get in contact also with this uh, with this school you get in contact with a lot of uh, this paranormal uh, anyone who is a little bit deeper into this vajrayana he can tells you about a lot of like a paranormal or, or illusionary um, phenomena that happens along the path, for example. That's what's up. Um, so what are some of the principles? I mean, if you were just to tell, like pretend, you know, we've never been indoctrinated to anything. I might try to correspond it and correlate it to things, but just mm. tell us kind of the bottom line. Like if you were knocking on a door and be like, hi, would you like to be a Vajrayana Buddhist today? Oh, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 I don't. Like? We, I don't. I don't. I know don't, you don't do that. We don't, we don't pro proselytize or something like this. What oh, I'm interested in is, the one interested is the benefit of the people. Because the main right. things, the main things of Buddhism is the, is, is the problem of suffering. Okay. Is, is the problem of distress, distress. And, and, um, and um, this underlying distress that most beings have. Okay. And um, so more we can benefit, like, like it's like this is, we are all in this together, you know? And so, so the main things is like to, to, to make people have fun, you know, uh, and enjoy themselves. And, and when, once people to enjoy themselves, then you can like point out how is the nature, the liberating nature of reality. Because it's really shit if someone you go down and, and a person is like is dying, it's like, oh, everything is an illusion. Like, fuck you. I don't want to hear your things. I'm hungry. But, but the beauty of Tantra is that you, 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 we, we, we allow ourselves to get through our desire, through our mission, whatever we want in life. Uh, we, we get into life. And by getting into life, we start to understand what is the nature of life. Because it's the understanding of the nature of life that what liberates us from this suffering and not engaging uh, mindlessly into the phenomena that life gives us. Because this is the root of suffering uh, in, in our view. In our view, I say like this. So yeah, people people who come to me is like, is like oh, let's have fun and then let's, let's just get high with our breath. 
Let's get Just very let's get very high with our breath. Let's space out with our breath and let's just feel so much love and connection with our breath. And this is the method. Okay? And when then once you're on the right state, uh, then you can point out. Point out is the wisdom, you know? Because they're method and wisdom. They are two wings of a bird. The method is the technique, you know, in this case, like the tantric in alchemy, like working with our body, with our hormones, with our chakras, with our visions. And, and and the wisdom is is like is like a, is like a pointing out something. It's like understanding. Aha! Uh-huh. This is how it works. Okay. So there is there is always the, always these things. It's like um, I have a view, I have a context, I have a philosophical context that I like, I want to cultivate. That I, I install all these exercises upon it, and these exercises allow me. To really have the experience of the view, this view, this context that I'm trying to understand, so it becomes a living experience. It doesn't become just a something that I believe or a philosophy. So that's that's the point of it, you know. And I contextualize my my things in I contextualize it in in within tantric medicine. So it's like uh, uh, these things that have a very positive impact on the stabilization on the hormones of the people, the stabilization of the nervous system of the people. Um, it kind of rewire this activation of Kundalini. It kind of like rewire or it awaken the nervous system of the people in a way that they can experience a consistent uh, uh, amount of pleasure in their life, okay? A consistent amount of release of good hormones, okay? Independently of what is happening outside, you know? You know, it's just that the body is just started to do this on its own, you know? Normally, the good hormones, I, I, I like something, there is a beautiful day, I meet a beautiful person, and then I have all this release of these hormones, this feeling good chemical. Uh, by awakening the nervous system through these kundalini practices, uh, uh, um, the, these chemicals are released, uh, um, are released like uh, almost automatically, if you do it correctly. If you do it correctly and you awaken it in a very good way, so then it just runs on its own. You, know, you don't have to do so much of these practices then. So maybe just to summarize, could it be said that one of the goals is to become independent of phenomena? Correct. Very good. Very good. So then again, we are back at square one. Uh, circumstances don't matter. Only your state of being matters. Exactly. And with stuff like Vajrayana, whatever breathing exercises, whatever conceptualization, again, the unity of method and wisdom, Omani Padmaham, the jewel in the lotus, or act according to your knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the slipstream to all towards the same, at least in my understanding. So, Absolutely, yeah. I I think you're I, I I totally I can I can I can can link one hundred percent like a puzzle that clicks for what you just said. Uh, you see, reality uh, like a, a reality more, reality is very symbolic, you know. And when we start to engage in reality, in when reality becomes less dense, it becomes more symbolic. And then the truth, the Dharma, is not Buddhism, you know. Buddhism teach about the Dharma, and the Dharma is the, is a kind of like it's we can say is the law or is the nature of the universe. Okay, the nature of the universe it's it's before Buddhism. When Buddhism goes away, it will be after it. And uh, the nature of the universe is the same here and on the other side of the universe. Okay, the nature of reality is the same everywhere in every plane of reality. So 
no wonder that the wisdom teaching speaks to us with different tradition. This is actually the, 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 the real tradition that we study. We don't really study Buddhism, you know, at least well, us. Yeah. It's funny because when I start kind of analyzing like mentally the approach that these, because when you're like Dharma is going to precede in, you know, the culture of Buddhism is irrelevant to the path, the way, the mm -hmm. Tao, however you want to call that. So it's like this thing yeah. is an eternal Ouroboros, whether we're aware of it or not, and we're coming in and out of it. Um, it's funny to me because it seems like, I mean, this is a weird way to put it. It almost feels like this is science of Atlantis, like when science was like this, and then we mm -hmm. fell into a certain way, and we've been chasing the phenomena in a particular way. It's almost like there's a way to get enlightenment through a nightmare, and that's kind of what the West has done. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, looking deeper and deeper into like cells and trying to figure things out. And then I guess the Eastern method is like the yin to that yang. Um, I forget who was being asked this. I don't think it was the Dalai Lama or somebody like that, but somebody was being asked, you know, who's got it right, the East or the West? Because clearly like, you know, whether it's Hadron Colliders and AI and going to Mars, this kind of externalized colonializing of the phenomena, which is more of a Western thing mm -hmm. um, versus the, you know, hide, not hiding, but... um uh what's it even what, uh i, I don't think i don't think, I don't think it's, i i in this this maybe i disagree a little bit with you i don't think these things is a western things you know the, because uh like uh, a lot of a lot of these things at the moment uh, comes also from eastern eastern people so i think um um well, that's kind of what i'm saying it feels we, like the west is catching up to a spiritual understanding that the east had at a time a long time ago i know we we had it also us you know because if you go into the gnostic the, the gnostic tradition is very similar to this it's a mystery tradition all mystery tradition talks about this what i what i really feel that is like uh, there is no end in uh, we call it compounding you know so a thing a phenomena it doesn't exist uh, alone okay it exists in independence of something else there is always a context you know so whenever you investigate a phenomena, you find even more phenomena and more phenomena and more phenomena. You don't arrive to the ultimate reality of phenomena by investigating phenomena in that way, by compounding a phenomenon. That's, that's why the highest mystery are done by bypassing, by bypassing the, this, this conceptualization, the, this con conceptual construction that we have of reality that veils, that veils the, 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 the power and the truth that lies behind. So, uh, that, you know, uh, reality, reality can, when, when, when in this mystery tradition, reality is, is, viewed, um, uh, is viewed symbolically. So, real, so the things that happen in our life are symbol, are, are fingers, reality and language are just fingers that points at the moon. You know, uh, but but uh, um, seems that Western science wants to find like meanings in in the in the in the meanings in the language itself. Uh, uh, that's that's why he looks at reality and constantly and constantly put language on, on phenomena, and constantly want to relate phenomena ones to another, and it, it feels like that he wants to get out of something like this. To take out, uh, to 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 get out of like their 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 more their their most uh, like innermost fear, the fear of death, uh, the fear of their fear of of having something, you know, like uh, being satisfying by things, you know. 
Um, look at all this happening with this pandemic, for example. You know, like uh, it all—it's all about fear of death. People, it's all about fear. And fear of what? Fear of the body. Oh my God, I'm sick. This body. Oh my God, the vaccine, not vaccine. Like this, uh, this, when you understand this body is an illusion, then less fear you have about things. You know. For example, me. Me, I'm. Uh, for example, me, I'm not uh, like uh, like I'm not against the vaccine as the vaccine. For example, I'm against the, the structure that want to impose to people with that. You know, but uh, then if you are very high realized, uh, you know, you can take poison. They can put the fucking nanorobots in you, and then you dissolve the nanorobots in you. You know, because like you know this is a something. dream. Yeah, things like this. You know. And I That's think a risk I, I'm not yet willing to take. I'm not going to be like, my faith is so strong, I'm going to destroy the data tech. I'm just like, <laughs> don't put it in me, thanks, please, no. Uh, it's getting crazy out here. Yeah, um, well, I, uh, I, I'm seeing healing a lot of stuff just with the power of mantra and just with the power of spells. So I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised if these things can happen. I actually just sent Raphael a, uh, I don't think you've even seen it, probably a little nine-minute video clip that somebody had I'd seen on, seen on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Apparently, I think it's David Bowie. Here's a huge sink. Crazy alien kind of black star dude. The Void, right? Um, black Star is a great album if you guys don't know. But anyway, David Bowie was, do I'm pretty sure, doing the voice of this video game on a computer from, I don't know what year. It seemed a little older, probably 10 or 20 years old. And it's called Omicron, the Nomadic. <laughs> and um, I think David Byrne of the Talking Heads has something to do with this. But basically, they're like, I mean, I, Raphael, do you have that? Do you want to hit play and watch it? It's 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 like nine minutes, but it's like the most weird thing ever where I'm like, what the actual fuck? I know you haven't seen it. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I just watched it right before we got on. And I was like, this is so bizarre because it's like a computer being like um, a certain demon. I forget now which one, um, but what, that was actually being linked to Travis Wright and this Rice and this, oh, not Travis Rice, Travis Scott, and this whole ritual thing going down in Astroworld. Um, Astroth. Uh, Astro, Astroworld, all this kind of stuff. See, I don't see if you're already like not attached to the story, like this won't matter to you. But basically, this whole little video is like the demon Astroth has was dormant, and I'm an AI kind of see where I'm soul, coming and from. You guys are it's crazy and weird. I don't make it's not making sense what I'm saying because no, 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 make it makes it, but I mean, also, also with this AI, uh, uh, to me, the demons, the real demons is, is, is the concept the conceptualization you know because you can also use and make technological advances we are here using computers you know you can use numbers you know to make a major strange uh, way we are technology i mean at that level so we shouldn't you know the eye is a form of technology but, but mo most of our technology comes from numbers comes our our science comes when we start using numbers to measure reality that's really about like 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 we are using the numbers are magical tools that we 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 bring it we put it into reality and then it's like oh wow reality starts to respond with us as we use this thing okay so this this number conceptualization is very good it's amazing you know uh, we use it also as numbers you know uh, the point in which in which like uh, uh, conceptualization of reality becomes uh, the the way for happiness and well-beings and harmony for being for people you know because everyone is everyone deep within we don't have to teach each other that we all want to be happy you know it's like and and this is the demons for me it's not it's not like the robots or the ai you know i'm also using ai myself i have some uh, i'm using some bots for something with my finances i'm using bots and ai you know and i want to invest even more in the future in this because it's like they are gonna be more smart than like me 
you know, in making calculation. In the illusion, are they going to apprehend the falsity better than you possibly? Uh, this is a good point because I think Raphael, I'm not saying he's against it, but he's, I mean, I'm like, hey, let's do this in VR or yeah, yeah, whatever. And I think he, I can't speak for him, but I, I mean, he's like, why do the false thing if you can do the DMT thing? Um, yeah, I'm not against it. We're in a weird time. Yeah, well, why, why, don't, sure why, why don't do it both? Why don't do it both? You know, Luke Skywalker has his like a three three bo, you know, and and the other the other the other little one, you know, and he's a fucking Jedi. He doesn't need the the, but the, the, he has the bots with him, you know. I guess so, my thing is like I don't if I if at my best times I pull back and I'm like I'm kind of I guess Buddhist about it where I'm like it's all one thing. Who cares? It's just expressing itself differently. But then there seems to be consequences or karma to certain things. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, Rafael, is there anything <laughs> we're going off into the politics of AI? Well, or first, what or... I always like to mention is, as Sib already said, the, the one thing is, again, the context, I guess. It makes a huge difference whether you have the, the supposed AI or let's just call it the interface to the machine world. I mean, already, even you by watching or listening, most likely, just like we have, have some devices everywhere already. We can argue about that, you know, but at least there is some spatial differentiation somewhat and I can just turn off the screen and it's going to be off. Then it's just going to be my nice black mirror. Is that mirror. an arbitrary phenomenological differentiation? Um, and then, You're like, that's not me. What's me, right? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then it's a difference if you have like the VR headset and it's literally like, you know, a half-life, one of these aliens, you know, like in your face, you know, and, and most likely with... Who knows what kind of devices, whether it's, whether it's sensors and frequencies right in front of my third eye, right exactly in front mm -hmm. of my third eye. So I'm not sure if I want that. So, so, so there is a difference between being Luke Skywalker and being Darth Vader. Exactly. Hey, exactly. There you go. <sighs> what did they you want know? to tell us with that? <laughs> Couldn't even breathe properly, you know. Well, that's what happens, you know, without proper oxygen intake. And then the <sighs> other thing is, of course, to properly differentiate between what AI actually is, because everyone talks about AI all the time. Mm -hmm. And then they are afraid of it and they think suddenly it's going to become conscious or something. But in my understanding, still, that's BS. So everyone, again, should learn the difference between weak AI and strong AI, if you can find mm -hmm. those definitions. And mm -hmm. then, you know, as long as it's just a machine, like my computer or whatever is running Linux in this case. So if I click on, you know, kill a program, it's actually going to kill it and not going to ask me to make 10 updates and restart five mm -hmm. times first, you know. So I think it's all about, you know, how we structure our relationship with these things and mainly whether we allow it to completely take over the five cents world and then give us commands or whether we keep understanding if anything this is a tool for me to use and at least on this level of technology if anyone's mm -hmm. gonna give it any orders it's gonna be me this way and not the other way well, around well, you know? well, well, I, well i tell you rafi i tell you rafi like uh, like i'm seeing i'm seeing that um I don't really make a distinction like between like uh, even 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 this even this supposedly mathematical and technological devices are 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 part of a dream. They are also a dream in my spirit that I cultivate another form. Yeah, in yeah. another form. So even even how even if they are so logical, I found out that like big algorithms can very much be influenced with magic rituals, magic oh, yes. activity. Oh, yes. It is magic. So in a sense. Ma <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I do, I do magic without any kind of these things. I do my like my magical activities, uh, you know, and and then uh, and uh, and then this directly influences. Actually, sometimes they are very 
good tools, for example. For example, right now, right now the monetary system, right now the money is way easier to like make magic with money, money magic right now than it was before. Because right now money is very etheric. You know, it's it's not uh, some tangible things. It's just an idea in the mind of the people and there are just like a swirl in the myriad of numbers and just exchanging everywhere in the electrical input of the earth. So, so it's very volatile. So, for example, right now I'm I'm also using bots to find like glitches in the matrix, like to uh, I don't want to tell like this like in public, but it's like uh, uh, using the eye against against it, you know, like to 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 siphon wealth from 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 the system, you know. So it's 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 you know I always say like victory is the path of the victors. So the victor are the ones who are winning. That. The right. vic- so it mean, means, means that victory is not, our, oh, I finish, I win. No, 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 victory is a path. So that means if I'm a victor, I walk the path of victory so that whatever is coming to me, you know, I transform it and I use it for my own purpose, you know. And then I win all the time, no matter, no matter what, what they do, you know. Because, because, because like deep, deep in within me is, is my own nature of the mind, my own awareness. And this seat, nobody can take it away from me. And also nobody can give it to me. Like Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, enlightened beings, our friends, our families, nobody can give us our Buddha nature, our awareness. But also nobody can take away our awareness. So it's just about, is awareness itself, is not me or I'm recognizing my awareness. No, no, no. It's awareness itself that recognizes itself. No? And when this recognition happens, then it can form the ground uh, to have uh, to, to start lucid dreaming in this reality. And, and, and magic is nothing else than this. I know what you're t- speaking to be true. When I do a lot of psychedelics, I'm in a great place and I'm doing all sorts of chakra chanting meditations. I'm much more on this wave. I think this year has been a psyop at the highest level. So, so I'm just like, ah, like I can't even think about stuff uh, in a way. So, um, it seems like, uh, Sebastian, you're kind of, in a sense, over and beyond the dilemmas that we're finding. So how are you, I mean, you don't have to get into details in terms of bots fighting the matrix for you or whatever, but how are you working the world given that there's a seeming shift into a very Orwellian state um, that might be taking sovereignties? Because on the one hand, I think in a Bashar sense, it's like they're preferring that, right? So they're, tr- they're whatever your preferences are, you're going to manifest that reality, quote unquote. Like where, mm-hmm. you know, that's the point. So it's like mm-hmm. in some weird way, if you want to be dominated by a government, I guess you'll find yourself dominated by a government or whatever. Um, so I'm trying to. It's hard for me to be like agnostically nihilistic. I guess is the best way to put it with the kind of Buddhist thing, where it's like it doesn't matter anyway, just play. Versus like I'm playing the game, and if my character loses health in the game, that matters, and I don't want that to happen. Kind of thing. I'm, I'm um, playing both. I'm playing both, right. and and really, and really, the thing is the, is the holding these two spheres together uh, against the paradoxes of the mind. So, so what happened? What happened is like uh, um, this is also a challenge. This is also a challenge because it's like, oh, okay, these things is becoming more intense. Huh? So this makes me want to practice and want to engage uh, in in my spiritual practice much more, because now it's not just about like do he who ha, 
So now I need, if I need to go from, from Sweden to here, okay, and I need, and I need, like, and I need, and I need to, to put a PCR test, and I don't want to do a PCR test, and I have another, uh, as this simple test, you know, and, and, and are coming, and I'm coming in front of the gateway, you know, and, and, and then they check, okay, and then the guy gets completely hypnotized, and he don't even look at my passport, and he goes for 30 seconds like this, and then he does, uh, uh, and he made me pass, and I. These are not the droids you're looking for, kind of thing. Exactly, and these things is and these things is like it's like oh okay now I really have to put all of myself uh, and all of my soul in this practice because it's not a joke anymore. You know, we are starting to. How would you have game. responded if he had clamped down on you? I wonder. I mean, the magic works. So you're like hell yeah! I walked through Darth Vader. Like I, I don't know. Trick. I don't know. I don't know. I would. I would remain connected. I would remain connected with the nature of my mind, with the nature of our awareness. And through the nature of my own awareness, I'm connected to the wisdom protector of, of, of my egregore. And, and this wisdom protector would have guided me in different ways. Mm. You know, Tilop, a great yogi, says that the highest activity, the highest activity is ungoverned, but decisive. Okay, so actually, actually this ent entering this, uh, if you have a deeper and deeper experience that we have of this non-dual state, uh, we find out that uh, it's actually, it guides us uh, in, in the right path and in the right actions uh, into the duality because it's ultimately is inseparable, like the winds, the, like the waves, uh, like the waves and the sea, you know? It's like be still and no kind of thing. So, so it's really, it's not an intellectual thing, you know? I, I'm trying to explain intellectual, but it's more an experience that one has. And it's very hard. Maybe I tell here with you guys, you know? But if you start to go around and you say, oh, I'm guided, they, they lock you up, you know? And they say, oh, oh you're dangerous, you know? Person who is guided. You well, know? you are dangerous to the Agent Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not saying you're guided, what are you saying? I know, you say I'm my passport, I'm me, I'm responsible for my action. Of course, in society, I'm responsible for my actions, you know? But then talking with my friends, uh, you know, many times, you know, you are in the state uh, and then it's just like the state of like, and just things happen through you, you know? So you've been traveling around. Are you in Italy now? No, now I'm in Central Europe. Now in Central okay. Europe. Yeah. I saw your post. You're looking for a little hermitage. Because uh, I was like, "How are we from? We're friends." I started looking. I, have you gotten any suggestions? I wanna, I wanna go dark retreat. I wanna go dark room retreat because um, I need. I wanna start to do it. It's, it's a practice. That is, uh, it's, it's an enhancer of our practices. And um, so I waited for a long time, and now it's really the time. I'm having good experiences to really engage with these inner alchemy techniques in the in the uh, in the dark uh, because it's it uh, it enhances it enhances this these things because it's many people say many people say that like it it produces this endogenous DMT. Mm -hmm. uh, anyhow, it's like like your tigle like a go like. Boom! You know, it's really the tigle. I'm talking about this this essences that gives you like um, that is really like the base of this uh, vajrayana inner alchemy. 
Uh, maybe maybe I would like to talk about this because this is For something sure, that yeah. I found only in Vajrayana is this concept of Tigle, you know? Many people have this concept of the channel or the Nadi, you know? Uh, the concept of the chakras that are where there are a lot of nadis around, and then the context of, context of the prana flowing inside. But in Vajrayana, the most important things is what is inside of the prana. There is this essence, and this essence vibrate. Okay, and this essence is responsible for our physical health, emotional health, um, and uh, spiritual power and spiritual realization. So it all comes to this, okay? And uh, and and this tigle, you know, is is, is used like one have to get a, through these practices. One has to get a costume from how this feels, okay? So it's something you are having. Everyone is having tigle vibrating, you know, but they don't know is that. So is that this practices is about engaging in these exercises, and then I would point out to you, oh look, this is the tigle, you know. And then you start to look about this sensation in a different way. And uh, once you understand how the tigle works, uh, then whatever activity you do, it will be imbued with this kind of like divine energy. Okay, so no matter, no matter which kind of like a magic you do, magical operation you do, if you understand how to tap into your tigle, then whenever you do an invocation, an evocation, uh, a manifestation, it will be way, way more powerful. You know? And I can tell you very simple, you know, the tigle, uh, the most way to get it is our feeling good, okay? When we are having sex, uh, brrr, all this rippling comes. Like you say, oh, my girlfriend got me at my kundalini after, now I have these things. Yeah, because when we're having sex, uh, this tigle I've is arising. That's why it's so weird. I've never, she's in England, I'm in America, and, and I'm like, oh, why am I pre-coming? Fun. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's, it's odd but anyway keep going the point is really this the point is really this that uh, uh, we humans we can direct our sexual energy and our tigle anywhere and we can be aroused from anything okay there are, are weird you suggesting people the tigle is synonymous with sexual energy like it's basically kundalini energy sexual energy is tigle is not only sexual energy but okay sexual so energy, a square is the rhombus but a rhombus is not a square kind of thing but sexual energy is definitely tigle so the point is the easiest way to access it is through sexual energy and is how we use it, how we start, okay? Um, first, we need to recognize this feeling of pleasure in the body and desexualize the sexual energy from our thought and conception, and there are special exercises to do. And then what we do, we merge, we merge with this feeling, with the feeling of space. Hmm? Because meditation on space is very important, you know, because the space is the quintessence. Because you can't destroy space. So space is indestructible, okay? And follow me into this, okay? So um, we think that, uh, oh, it's this beautiful girl and I feel so excited, you know? I like, uh, I like brunette and I like this, I like men, women, whatever, okay? And we think uh, that... Uh, um, the responsible for our feeling good, our sexual energy is the other person. No. What is, is our, it's the vibration of our tigle within us, okay, that is responsible. And we are unconsciously projecting into others through our karmas and our memories, okay? Certain people, they like worms. They, they fuck worms, so, you know? It's like, what the fuck? You know, cockroaches, you know, like, ugh. 
So you, you, can, you can project your sexual energy onto anything. So what do we do with yogis uh, to really tap into the quintessence, okay, where real magical power exists, the indestructible things, is a space. Uh, so we project uh, this uh, sex high-intensity sexual energy into space. That space is not my body, is, is what link everything. It's not my body, the other people, you know. And, and in this way, we meditate into the quintessence and we became, became like the union of bliss and emptiness, okay? And then we discover, we discover that the real tigle is not the hormones of our body. The real tigle is the bliss of space itself. And the bliss of space itself is unconditional because the space is unconditional. It's not, it's not uh, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't depend of anything, you know. It's just the space of any type of, all thousand universes are all encompassed in the single space. And when we discover this space, when we get experience of this, then what we want to do, we want to keep on like reminding ourselves and experience this and experience this. And suddenly, and then at one point, this experience starts to become automatical in you. So then whenever you perform any activity in duality, the root of your activity it will come from this space and it will be very powerful. So, and this is amazing. I think it's really amazing. It's like, no, it sounds wow. dope. How do black holes play into this? I, when you're saying space can't be destroyed, I was like, is that? I mean, Raphael laughs because I think he's more inclined to not believe anything NASA says. Um, so I'm just wondering, do black holes play into your mythology or your worldview at all? Black holes. Uh, ooh, black holes. Uh, um, uh, like black holes, uh, this, this, uh, this uh, things that like science says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think so. I think so. For example, when, um, for example, when I can, uh, uh, this, for example, when I can, um, when my body becomes a space itself, okay, I think that my body is this, okay, but when my body becomes space itself, then I can extract from the space a shape, okay, and appear it here. And then I can dissolve myself into space and then I can appear on the other side of the universe because I'm non-conceptual, you know? The concept of time, space, and all this kind of stuff are, 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 are obsolete, okay? So I can enter on and off duality without problem, you know? And, and this is, I think, what these very high beings, maybe also high beings, they also do, you know, with their spaceship or things like this. Um, so I'm kind of curious. You just hit spaceship. Raphael's ears perked. He definitely channels uh, galactic stuff. And, this is spaceship. Uh, yeah, in a sense, totally. The meat suit is a holographic fractal thing. It's weird because I like I, between like the years 2013 and 2017, I was so on this wave that like that's all I was thinking about. And for better or worse, I've fallen into this like forgetfulness where I'm like, oh, there's good movies like the uh, the Book of Life uh, shows duality, but kind of in a non dual sense. Um, it's a kid's movie, even. But um, Raphael, he had said spaceship, and you had fidgeted, so I didn't know if you wanted to say something. No, just to confirm, that's definitely how it would work, um, but that's nothing new for you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's not much, not much to add. Aside from that, uh, thanks for the summation. So we, this is yet another episode to anyone listening, and thank you for listening. And if you actually take note of what uh, Seba just said, you've got the key to the whole universe, basically. You know, it's very simple. So thank you for the summary. <laughs> <laughs>
Or at least to infinite happiness, you know, regardless mm -hmm. of circumstance. So that's, yeah, that was, that's what it's about. Definitely. It's, 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 it's so simple, eh? It's in this simplicity. And then we just need to, 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 keep, on, to keep on practicing and to keep on Do you think there's a causal necessity for the illusion? I mean, for us to stumble through and have to wake up and be like, oh, it's not what we thought. Do you think that's part of the plan? Do you think that's just a natural byproduct of failed evolution? Uh, how do you look at our circumstance, given that you can see, quote, beyond it? This I don't know. This I don't know. I'm more like pragmatic. Possibly yes. Possibly yes. You know, it's like um, uh, let's talk about like for example, good car. I don't know how much time we have, also if we continue talking. Yeah, as much as you want. I mean, we'll stop whenever you want to stop. Um, uh, like, like the idea no, of the fall in Christianity. Let, is kind let, of let, let's talk about let's talk about karma. Mm -hmm. Okay, good karma and bad karma. Uh, in in our philosophy and in our view, um, there is a two type to understand karma. You know. Any type of activity, like for example, karma is what is what causes pain to other, okay, and what causes happiness. So whatever whatever causes pain in the lower vehicle, you know, of karma. If you cause pain to other, then you have bad karma, okay. So then pain will come to you back because it's a mirror, okay. If you give good things to other, then good things will come to you, okay. Uh, but this uh, uh, will continue, what they say, will continue to propel samsara, okay? So you really, really do good karma, and then you incarnate, uh, the, the, the myth to say that you incarnate as a god, okay? And then god makes, they are so blissful that they became completely insensitive to any type of suffering. But because, because any phenomena is impermanent, even a god, it will dissolve and it will die. And in the moment that it dies, okay, all the gods around him, they will be unable to perceive him, okay? So he, suddenly he will feel extreme suffering and anger. And because he's a god, he has so much power to feel this anger that it will fall down in the hell realm, okay? So that means uh, that even a good deeds. Uh, Okay, it will propel you at the end to again to a hell. No matter if you do good or no matter if you do bad. So then what is good karma or bad karma? Good karma or bad karma? Good karma is anything that allows self and other to wake up from illusion. Bad karma is anything that puts you more dull into illusion. So maybe sometimes uh, some very bad shit uh, can be a wake-up call. And this is very good karma. And sometimes very good things uh, can be very dulling, you know? They can lull you to sleep, yeah. To so, gain the world and lose your soul kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't think there is a... There is a maybe there are archon forces that do higher being that they propel us. In any case, for me, for me, any anything, anything, I, I I bless other people. So I bless the archon because if if anything, if anything, another people does to me, it propels myself to my liberation. Then I transform the bad or good karma of the other people into a good one. Mm. And in this way, I'm making a favor to them. So I'm even like making a favor. I'm, I'm making them do good karma. You know, a person wants to do very violence to me, but then I use this violence to propel my liberation. 
then the violence of this other person is a good karma. And, and this other person will accumulate good merit for then propel himself out of liberation. And this is like bodhisattva. We've talked work. about this. We've talked about this on the podcast before where we're like, I mean, about a year ago, I was like, it was a more of a mental exercise, but it's like, what if Bill Gates and Epstein and all these crazies are like the most woke and they're literally doing the worst shit to get us to wake up. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, 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 you know, usually we're like, I'm at the top of the pyramid. I'm so woke. And it's like, what if I'm the fucking last person to wake up? And this is like, this is how bad the nightmare has to get before I snap out of it. Yeah, Sometimes maybe, I think about that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe for us, maybe for us, but I'm looking around and I'm not seeing that so much. You know, many people. Well, that's the I, problem with media. It's it's creating a fucking false narrative in our minds. I'm sure your life day to day is not perfect, but it's not probably as bad as Fox News or CNN would want us to believe. I'm not sure if it's my projection or not, but what I'm seeing right now is that the people who have some kind of like degree of awakening are becoming stronger in their awakening. But on the other side, the people who are not uh, who were not awakened before they are really like is really something like this is coming you know uh, and these things scares me a little bit and so i'm kind of like a force a lot to 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 um, please mind the gap so i'm kind of like i'm not right. the situation forced me a lot to to practice to practice wrathful mandalas you know Wrathful mandalas like wrathful mandalas angry yeah. mandalas so uh, so it means that we to to cope with all this, uh, to cope it's like with the all Grinch who stole Christmas meets Doctor Strange. You're making wrathful mandalas. Tell us about that. Uh, mandalas, you know, like uh, mandalas. Mandalas is how we how we educate our perception. You know, we have so much assumption come from memories and society that reality is this. Okay, but this is just an assumption, is an axiom that we 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 share with many other. Okay. And in this way, we create this reality, you know, we create it together. Okay. So the concept of, of purifying your reality and educate uh, on an enlightened view of reality is that I am a Buddha. Okay. And I'm sitting in the center of mandala. My self grasping, my ego is the Buddha manifesting from emptiness. But all around me, all around me are also other Buddhas because what is around me is the mandala of the Buddha and the mandala of the Buddha is the pure land. But then a person would tell me, like, fuck shit, you know, this is hell, you know, I, this is a prison, I'm in a very bad situation in my life, then what to do? Then you meditate this as a wrathful mandala. So there are, there are like uh, sadhanas in which you, you read, you know, uh, in which there are like pointing out instruction. But the main things is like that even like ugly things around us, you know, are uh, enlightened. They are made of the light of our own awareness. And in the moment that I start to see things as the blissful light of the awareness of space, then suddenly they transform. So all the demons become my protector. It's and almost like all... dream space is not good or bad. It's just how you're choosing to play with it. Exactly, exactly. So the, uh, I'm just fucking angry, you know, it's like I'm angry because of the matrix. And then I'm just use my anger against my enemy. To have the realization that actually there are no enemies. But while realizing these things, I play the game. I play the game, you know? Well, that's kind of the point of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was like, we're playing a game, but you don't get there's another level, but I'm going to go now to that. Another, I mean, that's the whole kind of... Yeah. There. Um, yeah. It's weird because I do... <laughs> yeah, it's it's... 
it's a strange time. I I guess in a weird way, what I feel so frustrated about, and that's my not self theme in human design. So it's like very hard for me these days. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like we, I don't know about you guys, but like in 2012, 2013, 2014, it was like, we're going, we're going right now. We're doing this shit. And then and all sudden, all bear trap claims it out on all of us. And, and I, then I, bomb. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to like best navigate this. Does this mean like, like, I mean, I've been talking to my fiance. It's like, do I need to go live in the fucking Peruvian jungle? And like, how far away? I mean, not that Peru is the answer, but it's like, society's collapsing. But at some point, there's going to be people who aren't playing. I mean, just like Jewish people during the Holocaust or something. It's like, not everybody becomes a Nazi. So um, I'm just trying to figure out how to best navigate. The problem, I guess, is for me, it's a globalized world where I'm in tune with a lot of pockets. So it's very hard for me to know my personal space well. Because I'm always like kind of playing in the other people's dream, like mm. my fiance. I mean, I'm not mad about it. But it's like as a Gemini, I'm a son of a Gemini, exactly opposite. I think you've always known who you are, and you're like, oh, I'm remembering. Whereas I'm like, I don't know who the fuck I am. And then, oh, you, you told me that, and I believed that for a little while. I'm a little different. It's like mm-hmm. chameleon. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at this point, um, what are you in human design? What are you in human design? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, like a four of one or something like that. No, no, uh, but but uh, are you projector? Uh, oh, a I'm a. I'm a not my fiance is a manifester, a pure manifester. Raphael is one as well, I think. No, I'm a generator. I'm a generator. And all that I would well. say by what you just said is that you should not have a defined G center if you really don't know who you are. In human design, this would be defined through the G center, and if that's yeah. undefined, that usually means you don't have your own, you know, sense of self. Sense say. of self, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it can be very powerful in engaging in very, very, very high non-conceptual even yeah. these identification. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost very disassociation. Good. But at the same time, uh I mean I'm not sure if I actually suffer from this because I don't have my chart well enough. You guys are more into human design. Ironically, I was just signed up for a human design thing, but I blew it off. Um like a free like little workshop. Um, and my fiance is all about it, so I should probably get back into it. It's but, it's funny, you and design. I I I'm not using it as a bible, but uh, it's right. nice to just like to play around with it, you know. It helps the dream make a little more sense, and that's kind of where I'm at. Where it's like, what helps me make most sense? But this is why I feel like it's the end of the age of Pisces, where I, it does feel like there's a schism. So like we, you know, there's mm-hmm. gonna, I mean, there's gonna be people who, and I mean, this is happening in my house. Like my brother and his fian- his girlfriend, not they're not engaged. They're like, you know. It doesn't even matter about politics particularly, but they're like very on the Biden Fauci wave, right? Where they're like, everyone get as many shots as you can and fucking do whatever. So, um, but they're getting very engrossed in that reality tunnel. And then people who aren't on the wave are saying, I don't want to be a part of that. This is where we're starting to do this. I don't know how this will look. We've had episodes on here where we're talking about human zoos in a sense. So it's like, oh look, there's the colony of people who refuse to get. Well, vaccinated. I tell, I tell you, sometimes, sometimes I, I have some, some kind of like, but this, this is just like I like sci, sci fiction, yeah, sci yeah. fiction, and like in the future there will be the, 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 the humanity, there will be no Homo sapiens anymore. It That's is, the grace timeline it, right? it it is split in two and there will be and there will be one there will be like a like a cyborg you know people completely into the ais and in the other one there will be psionic you know people who can just with their own spirit and biology bend reality with their magic i'm going that way i guess and then there will that and there will be the final battle you know and the final battle i don't know well, how it will end it will be what's well, neo versus the fucking smith i guess it's, it's timely that the fourth matrix is dropping and it's like 
what if you took the blue pill, I guess? Because it seems like I woke up into the dream where everybody took the blue pill. I was so much more, (laughs) Rockwell knows, I was so much happier, like, five years ago. (laughs) It's just too much these days. But there's a um, a really good Korean um, thriller called Old Boy. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. Um, but the quote at the beginning that says laugh and the world laughs with you cry and you cry alone and it feels like that right now where it's like i think everyone's just in their own little black hole but we have to remember we're all in it together it's it's like holy mountain i guess but it's not funny at the like we're losing limbs <laughs> on the mountain and at some point it's gonna be like pull back and i'm like but i lost all my teeth and i have nanobots and, or whatever it's, it's just a crazy stitch anyway i'm rambling sorry <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> why sorry um, uh, no, I'm not really sorry. I, you know, social fucking whatever. Yeah, of um, course, of course. So, I mean, we've kind of gone off on a lot of tangents. I don't know if you're tired or not. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to talk about? Um, like, uh, no, I think we're just flowing into the things and like my inner alchemy and the things came out and I think also very, very good deep, deep pointing out things came out naturally. Well, I'm scared uh, because talk. people like you are trying to run off into the fucking caves, and we need people like you talking now. Basically. Well, I'm not. I'm like, not trying. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not trying to run on the fucking cave. You know, I'm right, dry, right, right. I'm trying to 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 just travel through the matrix at the moment. You know, and not to be so stuck in a place. You know, yeah, a little like con- counteract this feeling because they want us grounded, and that's why I left anything and to be like a very moving around. And and we need more people. We don't need the people up in the cave. I mean, I like I go retreat, like kind of like to recharge. You know, hey, Jesus needed to get some time alone. I get it. So, but 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 the things is that I my mission my mission is to empower people because, for example, also these teachings I had also many problems uh, with the Tibetan sect because these teachings are kept secret. Okay, because they are Love very politics. Pro- they like, are very mild. Yeah, because because come on, if I'm if I'm if I for example, you these things these things they only give it to the priest. Okay, there are certain sects they're giving all it to the priest. So I'm full of magic, and then I can just bless people. It's like oh yeah yeah. It's like oh rinpoche, rinpoche. They bless them, you know, and then it's like they give them money, you know. And my things, give my us things. Okay. <laughs> the my thing, my thing is to go around. And to empower people so they can do magic on their own because we need more people who can do magic and they can connect to the reality of the pure blissful space that is beyond any tradition. Because this is the one heart. I don't have a problem, fear. There's like, oh, that's dangerous. Then maybe someone is using against you. No, it's not true. Because if one practices these things correctly, then we are all connected into the, all in this one blissful heart. And we are in sync. And I'm experiencing this with, with close friends with are also practicing with, you know, uh, making mandalas and interwoving realities into this. Uh, we start to experience a lot of telepathy and connection and protection with each other. We protect each other into this because we are connected. Why? Not because one is the teacher and one is the student and we are like, you know, and passing teacher student. No, because we are all one mandala. We are all empowering each other. And uh, and this is this is my mission. This is my mission. This I feel is the medicine for humanity. Well, you have a first house in the house, i.e., Aries flavored I, North node, node in Pisces. Your destiny is to be magical, so you're on the path. 
I, like if, I you, mean, if you were trying to be a priest or something for the church, it would be a problem. But you're doing the exact right thing. It's like I, I'm out, being uh, opposed. I'm being opposed. I'm being opposed. I'm being opposed by people. You know, I'm being attacked and being opposed. You know, magically. You know, and magically is not something. You know, like you can make feel a magical attack. Uh, you know, but then magical attacks means that that shit start to happen in your life that it tries to go against you and take away your life. You know. Uh, and this is very bad and this is very bad this is why uh, like uh, now more than ever i i'm dedicating myself to to this uh, spiritual uh, uh the spiritual um uh understanding but that form the power and the basics to then interact with reality mm-hmm. and more we go on more it will be kind of for me i have this feeling that for us it will be the unique really way to to engage with reality because if not, uh, like the the oppression of the matrix and the big brother, it will be too much. It will be too powerful, you know. Uh, and the unique way to counteract this, it will be through magical means. Uh, this is this is what I think, and that's why I'm going around and I'm just like refilling the fucking mana bar of the people. Because this is refilling mana bars, you know. You know, if you have mana bar full, then you cast your spell. You know, you can just cast it a lot, you know. If you have a short mana bar, you have a big spell, and then it's like you're drained immediately, you know. So, brothers, sisters, learn how to fuck very good, refill your mana bar, and just cast spell against the matrix. <laughs> um, that's what's up. As Daft Punk would say, make love, I guess. So, um, make love, make love. Now, in a weird way, I remember, I mean, if you have these moments, what's not fucking? I mean, it's all Tantra. That's the whole point. It's like, it's oh, all clarity, interchange. Fantastic. What you know what saying. I mean? Like, whether okay. it's atoms or high, low pressure systems of weather or whatever, it's all interchange. And I think you're it's helping the bliss me remember of space. that. Yeah, oh. no, it's, it's a happening. It's, it's a big... Uh, it's just like almost like a bong hit, like taking itself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know where to extract the power, you know, mm. infinite power, you know, That's zero point energy, you know, this is the way. Uh, yeah. Raphael's always talking about zero point. I'm just a, I'm such a distractible Gemini straight up. I'll be like, oh, this stuff's so cool, but I got to go watch, uh, you know, whatever. Yes, yes true. until <laughs> until the pressure becomes too great just like no, it has. at this point i'm like all right let's let's do some shit because i'm starting to look actively to like go do ayahuasca or whatever which i've been pushing off for like five years that's not the answer but it's like i think i'll drop some bullshit real quick in that space uh, you will um, love it you will oh, love yeah. it jim i'm pretty sure you will be in love you know many people say ayahuasca is the mother he never being a mother with me i mean people told me oh maybe you have mommy issues but <laughs> For me, it would say it always being the lover, Ayahuasca. Right. So That's I think uh, we, if you say that you already have some bubbly Kundalini, I think she would love to play with you. <laughs> I'm on it. So, Sebastian, uh, give us kind of, um, you know, I want to get you back on here. Uh, obviously, I know you'll be traveling and stuff, so we'll, uh-huh. we'll get you on here in the next couple of weeks or months. Yeah, but um, what are you up to? Where can people find you? so yeah so people now i'm mainly active i have my facebook account then the only things that i have i had a website i took it down so right now people can contact me on facebook 
Uh, so normally, it's kind of like uh, we're bots on Facebook using Facebook against Facebook. I just have that. Kind <laughs> of, kind of. I use Facebook, but I, I'm never, yeah, I'm not all about. I mean, many times, many times, uh, many times, like people like uh, contact me from uh, contact me from like uh, like a different means, you know. And and I'm very open, you know. And the moment I'm very open, also with my magic to to link to link to like others. You know, in the space. Uh, so I'm pretty sure, like, I will be contact with the people who I need to meet. Uh, I'm not so much uh, anymore into. Oh, thank you. They're giving me some good wine. So. Very, very bitchy. There you go. So, um, um, yeah. So I don't have a. For now, it's like I think Facebook is the unique way to kind of contact me. Cool. And your plans right now are kind of just float around, follow the magic. Oh yeah, yeah. My plan are like I'm gonna do uh, now. I'm gonna meet other friend. I'm traveling now in Germany. Then I'm doing this dark retreat. Then I will have. Uh, I will open up again a retreat for like the level one of the inner alchemy, in uh, in I think here in Upper Austria. I will continue with the level two in uh, in Poland. Then I will do another level one in Sweden. So, but there is not. There is not so much uh, like. Uh, there is not so much like. Uh, spots around for these things because i want to like keep it a little bit concealed um because uh so i'm a little bit more shield you know mm -hmm. like from hey they had uh underground meetings Christ old time christians used to hide out and do weird shit all the time so yeah um, yeah 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 catacombs. Catacombs. I, think, uh, I think i think it would be good it's the first time that i do some kind of interview like this 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 public talk with someone so i think sure. then i will also share it and maybe some people will just maybe get also from this you know oh yeah well high five to that you did a good job um i hopefully had fun you're a very interesting person on a very interesting trajectory and that's really at the bottom line for me uh -huh. uh, and then you know whatever i i mean rafael's a libra and i'm a gemini so we're just kind of kids lapping up the fucking soup um, <laughs> So thank you for giving us your perspective and uh, you know your story. We'll have to get you on here. Maybe I'll do a little more research and maybe ask more pointed questions that maybe yeah. you would be talking yeah, to. Yeah, 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 seminars. yeah. I'd love. Yeah, you uh, know, but, you, you were you were telling you were telling me you were telling me oh we can go on how much you can want you know me I, I these things are so much one with my with my life that I could just like non-stop you know <laughs> because yeah. because you see now i stop talking to you about this stuff uh, and i get into my things and these things are keep on running into my life and my existence <laughs> so it's like... well folks he's team rabbit holes fuck clearly he's doing the thing um are there any kind of parting thoughts like last kind of statements you want people to walk away with this from any advice <sighs> oh advice uh no i don't think so i think it was very nice and uh, it was quite juicy into the things. Uh, Hashtag thick. We're going for that thick. thick. Yeah, so what's up? I I really enjoy you guys. You know, you you you're very good. You're very good. But also, your energy really matches so much. You know, it's like it's really also you. You and Rafi are very much yin and yang. You know, <laughs> your two your two presences. You know, it's That's like true. it's like I'm the I'm the crazy person and he's the caterpillar smoking the hookah basically yeah he like he's like the space behind like when you are like riding it you're like, <laughs> did at, like did at least it did at least my impression that what oh, I I'm all about it so thank you for giving us your time and energy um thank guys you so much check him out on facebook we'll put his links he'll definitely be back on here some other time 
I dare I say our paths will cross. So oh, have a good yeah. night. And yeah, tell your whole crew there to, uh, you know, take it easy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Seba, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.